Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 3, Episode 16. Parker, what's on the docket today? We are kicking things off by wrapping up our NFL Top 10 list. This week, the best secondaries in the NFL. Best secondaries in the NFL this week. From there, we're hitting the newsstand. It's been a while. Absolutely. And we're talking MLB. Of course. We got to get our snacks, talk about baseball. Mm-hmm. We got some races going on. Yep. And then we are wrapping things up by bringing back an old segment for the pink slips. For the pink slips. Giving our over-unders in the AFC. In the AFC. All four divisions are over-unders for each team. Who we got for an over, who we got for an under, who we're betting. Um, you know, by popular demand, I might <laughs> put a dollar on each one of these bets and see what the heck happens. <laughs> Um, I'm not rich because I don't have a lot of listeners. So if you encourage <laughs> listeners, yeah. then I can make these bets bigger. Yeah. But all that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We are doing our top 10 list this week. It's secondary. It's our final one. CJ, start us off. Yeah, let's get into the top 10. We're going dis- to gonna start off with the teams that just missed the cut. Yeah. Uh, so the teams that we just have outside the top 10. I've got four of them this week uh, because there's kind of a... There's actually a line in the sand between 14 and 15. Yeah. So instead of doing the top half and mentioned five that just missed the cut, we went four that just missed the cut. Uh, we're going to start at the 14th team. We're going Kansas City here. Uh, LeJarvis Schneed, uh, Rashad Felton, Trent McDuffie, the first rounder this year. And then you got Thornhill and Reed at safety. Yeah. I think this is a very gr- uh, good secondary. Yeah. Don't get me wrong here. Just, you know, they're just missing a couple pieces. There's, you know, a little bit of uncertainty. Yeah, the cornerback uh, position for me is, is not as strong. Right, but, you know, they have decent safety. Now, I mean, you lose the Honey Badger. Right. So, you know, you got to replace him. Honey Badger might be coming later on in the list. Yeah. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, uh, wink, so, judge, judge. You know, you, you kind of, you know, go from there. But uh, Kansas City is going to be have a very solid secondary. I don't think they're going to scare a lot of people, but they'll be solid. They're not going to lose them games. They might not win them games. Right. It's the reason why they're just missing the cut. Uh, speaking of just missing the cut, the L.A. Rams just missed the cut here. We have them at 13 on yeah. our list. Uh, the reason why is because there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of young players, and there's one absolute stud in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, it's Jalen Ramsey and... Who? Yeah. I mean, right. look, they're they're good players. I'm not saying that, but it's really Jalen Ramsey and a bunch of guys that haven't proven themselves. Right. I mean, Troy Hill at the nickel. I mean, could be very interesting. Could be a very great play, a very good player. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Fuller at safety with Taylor Rapp, but David Long Jr. Uh, really just depends on if he takes the next step. Uh, if he does, this team could be vaulted into the top 10. Don't get me wrong here. Right. Jalen Ramsey alone almost puts them in the top 10. Yes. But because they're unproven, we're going to leave them here at 13. Uh, number 12, we're going to take my squad, the Philadelphia Eagles. The reason why they're outside of the top 10 is purely because of unproven safety play. Yeah. And right now they have uh, a lot of sites have um, uh, Jaquaski Tart as the starting safety 
uh, opposite of Anthony Harris. I don't think this ends up being the starting safety duo. That's the reason why a lot of sites have them down in the 13, 14, 15 range. Yeah. We move them up because I think Marcus Epps is really winning that job at the safety position uh, to go next to Anthony Harris instead of Tart. But their corners yeah. really do it. I mean, you got two lockdown guys. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, I was like, Darius Slay, Bradbury. Are they the best corner duo in the NFL? It's close. It's close. I mean, they're definitely top five. I'm not going to sit here and and, and and anoint them. I'll go top three. I uh, see. I, I I wanted to go top three, but I didn't want to be biased. I'll do it for you. Thank you. <laughs> I, Slay is phenomenal. He ranked uh, sixth in coverage grade last year, and James Bradbury ranked first in yeah. forced incompletions yeah. last year. Uh, so it's I special. Mean, phenomenal. And then Avanta Maddox plays really, really yeah. well in the slot. So yeah. know your role. The fact that he's going to play the nickel really good. He's, he's really good in run defense. Too. Yeah. He likes to get his nose in there. Uh, so we had them at 12 and then number 11 is the Tennessee Titans. Uh, you got the first round pick in fairly uh, Molden playing the slot. Byard. Uh, Byard, yeah, the the safety position with Hooker as well. Uh, and then uh, Christian Fulton uh, there is the other outside corner. Just uh, a good potential, a lot of potential, and not a lot of question marks there. They've got a lot of length, yeah. which helps them out, and they're not decreased in speed with that length. So I, I think th- I think the only question with Tennessee, it's, it's unproven. Right. Like, it's young, it's definitely talented, but mm-hmm. okay, show me. Yeah, very similar to L.A. Uh, I know, you know, you're sitting there going, well, why do you have L.A. lower than them? I think there's a lot more in the safety position for Tennessee. Agreed. I don't think they're going to give up a lot over the top. Yeah, Bayard, he's established. Right, and and, and yeah. Hooker in his own right uh, slightly as well. So I think, and I also like Fairley's upside more than Long Jr., so hence the reason why there's the difference there with Tennessee with some unproven uh, versus L.A. Rams, even though Jalen Ramsey is that good. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the top 10. Parker, start us off at number 10. Denver Broncos. I know, like, okay, pro football focus, they have them outside the top 10, but we, we're, we're digging the Broncos. Absolutely. Patrick Sertan, Ronald Darby at corner, Kwan Williams is there. Uh, nickel corner, Justin Simmons, Kareem Jackson, just established guys in, in the back end at safety. I actually, I think they're underrated. Yeah, I mean, uh, Sertan didn't allow more than 76 yards in any single game last year uh, in route to like anchor this unit. And I think those 76 yards were given up to Devonta Smith of the Eagles. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know, like a <laughs> phenomenal rookie, you know, kind of took him. And it was like two plays that really got him. Uh, one was just an unbelievable play. By Smith, it, like Sertan was in great position, and Smith yeah. made a great play on him, and it was, that was thirty-six of the seventy-six. So, like, really, you wipe that play away if Smith doesn't make a great one. Now it's at forty, and the next uh, biggest he gave up was like sixty-nine. So he would have been under seventy if it weren't for one play. Uh, so Sertan being phenomenal, I, I've always enjoyed watching Ronald Darby. I think yeah. he makes a little bit. He takes too many risks. Yeah, uh, for he's my definitely liking, a risk taker. But risk taker. <laughs> the fact that a lot of the times it pays off, and he's got a couple rings to prove that. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you put Darby up in in there, and that elevates Denver to number ten. Uh, number nine, we're going with the AFC champion uh, Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, let's talk about it, man. I mean, they got Awuzie or Awuzie. Yeah. However you want to pronounce yeah, we, that last name. <laughs> to, let, to let listeners know, we actually we looked, looked up how up. to pronounce his name because we're like, 
uh, is it a woozy woozy yay you know a wooze, yeah <laughs> a woozy yeah so we didn't know for sure and we're not even trying the first name it's yeah we, we'll Chidobi, just Chidobi, maybe yeah i think it's Chidobi. Chidobi. uh but you got eli apple who's a little underwhelming yeah. but i think he plays well uh when he has a safety that's really strong and you got jesse bates who's going to be yeah. playing on Bondell, the, uh, yeah yeah i mean yeah it they're they're second they're excuse me their safety duo is really really good uh bates is going to play on the transition tag this year yeah. it's a little bit different than the franchise tag uh so you know the teams would have to give up a an extra pick to acquire his services on the right. transition tag if anybody did not know that so yeah the Bengals at nine here uh mainly because of Bates and uh a woozy uh not as much for eli apple and then mike hilton uh plays well in the slot for them yes uh let's go ahead to number eight we're talking the los angeles chargers the so, chargers so both la teams make the list one in one just out yeah uh this one is jc jackson asante samuel jr derwin james yeah derwin yeah. james adderley in the safety positions uh they're really unknown as bryce callahan but at the same time he looks really really good uh uh, he's he is one of the best slot corners, but it was for only one year that he really kind of put that up. So let's see if he repeats it. But he was one of the best last year, so yeah. uh, it's it's definitely really really good for. Them. I definitely think this is the one of the most improved units in the NFL last year. They Especially ranked, over the last couple, yeah, yeah. They ranked like what twenty first in rank coverage in twenty twenty one. They added J C Jackson, which is huge, and I I love Asante Samuel's upside. Asante Samuel Junior. Excuse me. Upside and like Derwin James, that guy's a beast. Right. So. I mean, this is just you know a phenomenal tier one unit. We're we're getting into these these really really good units here. Uh, and we were shocked when we were kind of doing our research trying to get to the top ten. We we're like, wow, I forgot this guy's with this. Yeah, team. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Uh, we all know about Marshawn Lattimore. Right. We all know about Gardner Johnson in the slot. We forgot that <laughs> Honey, Honey Badger. Badger is now with the Saints. Yeah. So you have Tywin Matthew to go next to Marcus May. And then uh, Paulson Adubo. Um, you know, yeah, the, we, we're, we're looking for things here. But at the same time, this is really, really good. As far as a safety position as well, uh, that safety room for the next three years is going to be uh, Marcus May and uh you know, the Honey Badger and Tyron yeah. Matthew. And I know they lost Malcolm Jenkins and Marcus Williams, but you added – Tyron Matthew. Right. So it's kind of a wash and mm -hmm. you got better. Yeah. So, I mean, really this, this is a solid group for the saints. This is going to be the, the key to their defenses. The rest of their defense might be a little suspect yeah. or a couple linebackers, but, uh, this new Orleans, uh, saints secondary is going to be the backbone of their defense. For Absolutely. Sure. Uh, we go to number six and it's the Buffalo bills. Yeah. I actually could see them being higher than six. Very much so. As well. Which are Davis white, I like their safety combo, Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Mm -hmm. uh, Elam is their second corner with White, and then Teron Johnson's in the nickel. The rookie, because you're yeah. Elam. So, yeah. uh, you know, here's the thing. We we don't know how good White's going to be coming off the ACL from last that's, season. That's a good point. So that's really the reason why we didn't put them higher. I mean, I could have had them as, as three. I mean, this, this secondary tandem of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde is phenomenal. Yeah, they had top eight grades at the position last year. So, yeah, both of them. So, the, yeah, they're, they're a phenomenal duo. They could be top five. Oh, Maybe sure. even top three, but when you have White coming off the ACL and you just yeah. don't know how it goes. And he's uh, your and, one. Right. He's, he's your one. And you have a first rounder this year going to be the opposite corner. Those are where your unknowns are. So, 
uh, if if White comes back good and Elon's as advertised, uh, yeah. this could be a top top three unit for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to number five, and we pick the Green Bay Packers here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, uh, Russell Douglas in your nickel, the much maligned uh, West Virginia product <laughs> yeah. uh, via way of uh, Philadelphia and a couple other places as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos, uh, they have a lot of first-round picks in this unit, yeah. and uh, much to the chagrin of uh, Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it proves to be a very, very, very good and a top-five defensive back unit here yeah. in Green Bay. And you have the, the highest Bay corner, Jair Alexander. Right. So, you know, it, it makes sense that they're a top-five team and as far as this unit and they're going to prove it they might even be higher than this they, yeah. this is another team that we're like ah, they, we wavered on them too much so we put them at 5 here and uh we'll see where the chips fall yeah. as it were i mean i think the question why we didn't have them higher is like okay we know Jair Alexander's great and then the other, yeah it's a bunch of first round picks but right like we want to see right. it like really come together and Russell I, I, Douglas is is kind of my biggest question mark yeah definitely so so i mean it's not like we didn't have them in the top we have them five right so i mean they could be higher but we just were a little questioning some of the guys yeah absolutely uh number 4 is the Miami Dolphins i think mm-hmm. the reason why we put them ahead of green bay is just because the uh the outside corner tandem of Xavier and Howard and Briar and Jones yeah. just makes up for it yeah it's really good i yeah. mean I, they get Byron Jones this offseason or was it last offseason? Uh, last offseason. Yeah, from Dallas. So, yeah, I mean, that's a great tandem. Is that the best corner tandem in the NFL? Uh, I mean, we've we already talked Denver could have been. Yeah, so I know. There's another one that maybe they're, you know, there's a lot of teams in the right. discussion. I like these two. Even though it didn't play well at first last year, I think both of them were trying to figure out the style. Uh, but now that they've got a year under their belt, should be good. No no player has more interceptions than Xavier Howard's 27 mm-hmm. since he entered the NFL. So, I mean, this this is a defense that, that likes to turn the ball over, and Howard and Jones both do it at a very, very high clip. Yes, they do. Uh, number three, Cleveland Browns. they got Denzel Ward, Greg Newsome, Greedy Williams as their corners. And then you have Johnson the third and Grant Delpit. Uh, this, this, uh, this secondary is very, very good. Very oh, yeah. reliable, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to make uh, opposing quarterbacks have to worry about what they do. Yeah. So uh, Cleveland, well done here. This is you know one of the things that you can definitely hang your hat on. Absolutely. Uh, they're in the mistake by the lake, uh, Cleveland. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is going to be a, a, a well done thing here as they got some really, really quality plays and they could be very, very scary. Yeah. This is the kind of secondary where they're not giving up big plays. Like mm-hmm. they're going to be in every game, not because their offense, because their secondary and their defense as a whole can mount, you know, can put it together mm-hmm. and give you a chance to win. Absolutely. Uh, number two is Tampa Bay. I mean, with Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy, Bunting, and then Winfield Jr. and Edwards anchoring them back in the safety positions. So, yeah, really, really solid group of players here. Uh, and basically, you know every name. It's not like it's yeah. been, oh, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. And a lot of these guys are on rookie deals, too. I know. So I love me some Antoine Winfield. Absolutely. Definitely all these guys, uh, they're household names. You know them all, and that's the reason why they're number two. But they're not number one. No. And the reason why they're not number one is because you have a defense that has two first-rounders, two second-rounders, and a third-rounder has way outkicked his coverage. Uh, You got 
the Baltimore Ravens with Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Fuller as your corners, Chuck Clark and Marcus Williams. Yeah, I, this that's that's a bad that's a bad a group. bad secondary. I yeah. mean this this and this doesn't even include their first rounder in Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, so you've got and, and he's definitely going to be a factor. Right, he's going to be a factor. So like, there's no way that this group of five count it six with Kyle Hamilton doesn't get the job done. This is, we'll know later, this is one of the reasons why I'm high on the Ravens this year. Yeah. Much to my wife's chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm high on the Ravens this year. I did a little precursor for later. Yeah. Uh, but this this defensive group is really good. So we're going to go ahead and recap the top 10 defensive backs here. As we said, just missed the cuts. Tennessee, uh, Philadelphia, L.A., Rams, and Kansas City in that order from 11 through 14. And then going the reverse order, 10's Denver, 9 is Cincinnati, the Chargers of Los Angeles at 8, New Orleans Saints, Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, Miami Dolphins, Cleveland Browns, Tampa Bay Bucks, and the Baltimore Ravens round out the top 10. Question for you. Yes, sir. As a defensive unit, do you think it's more important to build through the trenches or in the secondary in, uh, in today's NFL? In today's NFL, it has kind of shifted. Yeah. And I'm starting to weigh more on – but they have to work in tandem, right? Oh, sure, absolutely. So it and, and it really depends on how you go, right? So if you have not a great uh, defensive line, right yeah. – you need really, really good safeties. Absolutely. Uh, you know, corners can, you know, but if you have a couple ball hawking safeties, it makes up for a lack of. If you have really good corners that can play on for three, four solid seconds, and you have a phenomenal D line, you're almost in trouble. Yeah. So because corners can't stick, like I mean, the wide receiver knows where he's going. The corners are reacting. So if if you have a corner that can stick close. For that that first little bit, yeah, I still believe in the trenches more because yeah. I think getting pressure in the face, causing you know bad throws is what actually helps the secondary more. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, coverage sacks are a real thing now. Yeah, so. because I mean, one thing about it is like, yes, you can obviously you want to have great one on one corners and 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 the secondary as a whole, but it doesn't matter who you are if you can't get a rush to the quarterback, you're. It, you're, you're, they're going to pick you apart. Right. Like, the good quarterbacks are going to pick you apart. Absolutely. I mean, I know as a Colts fan, and I listen to Chris Bauer, GM, talk all the time, he builds through the trenches. But right. I just, in today's NFL where it's pass happy, you know, and the, just, it's almost become college, right? Yeah. Like, receivers and just, they have so much room. It's like, I don't know, is it more important to build a secondary like Baltimore or, right. like, get a, a, a pass rush? Yeah. I, I still believe in the trenches, but it has shifted more towards secondary for sure. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, when we return, we're hitting our MLB talk as we've got a lot of big topics to talk about to get us started to head closer and closer as we're in the dog days of summer and getting closer to that fall. The leaves changing mm-hmm. and getting close to World Series time. So when we return, MLB talk right around the bend. Welcome back, hitting the MLB newsstand and the MLB talk portion of this yeah. podcast. Yeah, what snacks are you getting today? Uh, snacks, man. You know, I'm not gonna go with snacks today. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna try to keep it trim. I got you. Know? You know, kind of kind of lay it off. I'm just gonna drink a little bit of water. Maybe maybe a protein bar. Uh, Something like well that. Well done. Right? Yeah, well every done. once in a while, you know. I, I'm I'm not gonna be as I'm, I'm gonna have candy. Uh, fair enough. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Appreciate it. 
Yes, sir. All right, well, let's jump into some candy right off the <laughs> jump. Albert Pujols yeah, man. has 690 career homers now um, on Thursday, today, Thursday, yep. the 18th of August. Uh, does he get to 700? And if he doesn't, should he come back? Now, I know he hit two homers the other night that gave him uh, 88 and 89. 89. Yep. And then he hit another one the other day to get him 690. He's got 50 games left. I know he doesn't play every day. He hit 690 today. It was a grand slam. It was today. It today. Today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So my bad. My bad. He hit it this 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 afternoon. Correct. Yes. Uh so does he does he get to 700? He's got 50 games left. He doesn't play every day. He plays like every other day almost. Yeah. So he's got like 25 games to hit 10. I want to say he can do it because I think he, I think they'll play him more because they'll DH him, right? He's not playing first base, right. right? With Goldschmidt, he's not playing first base, so he could get a little bit more at bats. I want to say he'll do it because he's he's been killing the ball right now, mm-hmm. but he, he really plays more against left-handed pitching, and so like how, how many opportunities are you gonna have there? Right. I want to say he'll get it. I think he'll probably fall short, but I don't know. It's, it really depends on how the Cardinals play as a team, right? Like are they battling out with the Brewers or they have like a lead and they can give him more at bats, right. things of that nature. But the because me and my brother had this, this discussion the other day, does Albert come back? I don't think he comes back. Like if I, he doesn't, if he doesn't get 700 and I know the brace broadcast, we're actually talking about this too. Like, does he come back? I don't think he comes back. I think he's kind of done a informal farewell tour. Yeah. And I know you were talking Chipper Jones had like, that every team gave him gifts. Yeah, Mariano. Like, like every that. time yeah. he'd get to the opposing city for the last yeah. time, they give him a gift. And I'm not, look, I'm not saying you retire because, oh, I got to get my gifts. But yeah. for arguably the greatest right handed hitter of this generation, you could say overall hitter. Almost of all time. Yeah. I mean, him and Miggy in this generation, best hitters in the generation. For sure, for sure, yeah. for sure. So I. I'm not going to sit here and state that he's guaranteed he won't show up next year. I just think it's kind of been a pseudo, uh, you know, I signed a one-year deal with the Cardinals. I wanted to end my career with the Cardinals. I don't think he gets to 700 either, and I think he leaves it. Now, would it be awesome to be – not awesome, but, like, wouldn't it be (laughs) kind of poetic to be 699? Uh, So Uh I think, you know, the the Mr. 3000 Bernie Mac. (laughs) Yeah. uh, 2,999. So, I, you know, I, that's kind of where I think it ends up is 699. Yeah. Uh, but if I was a pitcher and he had 699 homers in the last week, and I'm a pitcher. I don't care. I'm 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 laying meatballs up for him. Yeah. I don't really care. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I, I I want my name in the record books that I gave up the seventh homer to, to Albert Pujols. I don't care. Yeah, might look bad, but I don't care. It's what, the seventh what, other homer. Whatever. And they're playing Pittsburgh the last six. Oh yeah, if you're a Pittsburgh three, pitcher, three in St. Louis and three in in Pittsburgh. Yeah, if you're a Pittsburgh pitcher, because guess what? If you give up home run number seven hundred, you're going down in history. Right. So why not? Yeah, it, the clip is of you giving up the homer, but you play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. You play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. So maybe you should think of it that way. Right. All right. Let's jump to a team that is struggling right Ooh, now. New York the Yankees, Yankees, man. Uh, one of the worst records in baseball since the All-Star break. Uh, if you didn't catch it, I'm going to mention another podcast here, the Swinging Blindly podcast yeah. that airs uh, every Wednesday night at 6.30. Uh, Blaze and PJ Gary, Very great good. guys. Very good. Phenomenal. Check them out on ColorCast. We're actually going to start ColorCast. I'm going to give you more info on that later. But uh, 
you know, they were they were talking. I got on. They brought me onto the hot seat, and I asked Blaze, who is a Yankee fan, is he worried yeah. that his team, as of yesterday, they won last night, so this changed, were under pace, uh, were on pace for less than a hundred wins for the first time all season. Yeah, uh, their you know run differential for the last seventeen games was the first time it was under two hundred run differential. Yeah. Uh, since the beginning of August, uh, and you know they they weren't playing well. They uh, got swept by the Cardinals. You know, were they worried? Was he worried? And he's like, I am worried a little right. bit. Right. I mean, they're going to win the division because they're ten games up on Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Baltimore. Yeah. Well, twelve on Baltimore, ten, 10 on Tampa Bay and Toronto respectively. But like, it's not like it's a runaway like yeah. it was. Yeah. And they were like the best record in baseball. So. I mean, the Yankees struggle bus. They need to figure something out. Yeah, they tried I, to make moves. Yeah, I'd be worried, and not just. Uh, I know everyone's thinks. Look at the offense, right? Yeah, I'm more worried because of their bullpen. Clay Holmes has been really bad lately, mm-hmm. and now he's on the IL. Yeah, Aroldis Chapman. I don't believe in you. He's he's not what he was. I'm not saying he can't figure it out. I'm not saying there's no intimidation because dude's still throwing a hundred. But like their bullpen just isn't like locked down, right. and like. This is why I didn't understand the deadline. Why did you trade Jordan Montgomery? Yeah. I'm not saying he's an ace, but he's a number three starter. Yeah, he's a he's a back, like, of, back it, of the rotation. It's Cole, starter. nasty Nestor Cortez, and then it's like I like Jamison Tyon. Right, and then you had you did have Jordan Montgomery. Now you don't, and and they got Frankie Montas. Okay, right, but I don't love the rotation as much as I did, and I know offensively it's. It's it's kind of swing and miss, right? Yeah. Like, if they're not hitting homers, they're not winning games. Yeah, very similar to my squad. But let's go ahead and talk about another team that's in that division, your Braves. Yeah. Hottest team, arguably, in baseball. Yeah. Had an eight-game winning streak snap last night. They're four and a half games back in the East right now. Uh, they've got a, what is it, six and a half game lead in the wild card yeah. standings. Uh, I mean, talk about your Braves for about a minute or so. I'm going to let you have the floor. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So they lost last night to the Mets, 9-7. to They actually almost made an incredible comeback. They were down five. I will say Brian Snicker, he's really, like, taking care of his bullpen because he went to Jackson Stevens, who's a lower-tier lower guy, mm-hmm. and he gave up three runs in the ninth. It was like, oh, God, it's this. You know, we were down one, and then we're down four, but we scored two in the ninth, so it was close. They're definitely the hottest team right now in baseball. They can swing it. Their defense is great. They're pitching, and Max Fried's been out with concussion. So, like, with Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, like, they've been great. Love watching them. Absolutely. And you just gave Michael Harris an eight-year, $72 yeah. million dollar extension. Yeah. Well-deserved. That player is going to be phenomenal for you guys. I'm a little jealous um, <laughs> as as my center fielder is just going to the IL, and we had to go and acquire Bradley Zimmer. Yeah. Scary. But Bryce Harper <laughs> might be back, according to reports, September yeah. 1. September 1. So that's you know really good. They put him on the 60-day IL so they could make room for Bradley Zimmer. They'll make a corresponding move to get him back. It won't delay his timetable as he'll be able to come off the 60 day at the 25th of August. So a, a week from today. So not really a big deal as far as that's concerned. So, I mean, Bryce Harper coming back, it's almost like an end of the year acquisition. Him and oh, Gene yeah, Segura absolutely. came back after the yeah. deadline looking really, really good. Uh, let's talk about the Dodgers. They have the best record in the sport right now. Are they, they the team to beat in the clubhouse right now? Yes, they are. Definitely. And all you have to do is look at the top three in the order. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman. That's that, dangerous. That's arguably like the greatest top three batting order. The way they're playing this year mm-hmm. of all time. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and disagree with that. And the only issue that you have is, are you going to re-sign Trey Turner at the end of the year as a free know. agent? Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, if if they're yeah, they've got the resources to do it, absolutely. So not really that big of a deal. But yeah, the, the Dodgers are playing great. They have the best home record in the sport. Uh, is they're forty and fifteen. They have the best uh, overall record in the sport. Well, too. yeah, I'm I'm just saying they're defending yeah. home oh, yeah. very very well. They have the biggest run differential at two forty nine. They had a twelve game winning streak uh, two weeks ago. They're seven and three in their last ten. They're on cruise control, sixteen and a half up against mm-hmm. the San Diego Padres. I mean this this division is not even close. They're running away with it. Yeah, the Dodgers can be on cruise control the back half, and it wouldn't really matter. Right. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the big big things. Uh, some firings, some not good things. Rangers uh, yeah. fired uh, Chris Woodward and President of Baseball Ops John Daniels this week. Yeah. Chris Young, the former uh, major league pitcher, is now the GM there. Well, he's been the GM, but now he's top. Dog. He's the top guy because John I'm Daniels saying. is out, so Chris Young is taking over. And that guy, he's a smart guy. He was a really good pitcher. Like, solid pitcher, but he's a really smart guy. And, yeah, I mean, the Rangers, They when was the last time the Rangers were really competing? Yeah, I mean, really, they, they were a nice surprise earlier in the year. They were beating yeah. some teams. They beat I mean, they play hard, up. right? And they yeah. have Corey Seager. Mark, well, Marcus Simeon's not having a great year. But, I mean, they so they were they were looking good, mm-hmm. but, like, they just, it hasn't worked. I think Chris Woodward is a smart baseball man, but manager of the Rangers, no. No, not at all. All right, let's go ahead with the last topic before we get into some important division races discussion. J-Rod and Strider right now are leading Rookie of the Year lists. Are they the leaders in the clubhouse, or do you think they're going to keep that going? It's definitely J-Rod in the AL. Mm-hmm. I think in the National League, it's between Strider and his teammate Michael Harris. And I, like, I usually lean towards position player because they play every day. They have an impact every day. But right. the way Spencer Strider's pitching, it's like, oh, I mean, if he won, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad either. Both of them look really, really good. Uh, and and yeah, J-Rod's definitely the AL leader in the clubhouse. He's probably going to walk away with it, especially after what he did in the home run derby. Just kind of sealed it for me. I know that's not even in play for most of the writers, but yeah. for this writer, if he had a vote, that's where <laughs> it's going. If he didn't get hurt, he might be in the MVP conversation. Yeah, no, you're not wrong at all. Absolutely not wrong at all. All right, let's go ahead and get uh, real quick into the top three important division races, the ones that really aren't, yeah. you know, uh, they're, they're sealed, still up for grabs, right? <laughs> yeah, the ones that aren't signed, sealed, delivered. Uh, the Dodgers, they're done. We already know they're they're winning yeah. it up. Uh, the AL West, the Houston, Astros, the Astros yeah. have it by eleven and a half right now. The Yankees, as we talked about previously, even though they're it struggling, it's done. Yeah, it's. It, I think they'll write the ship a little bit. Absolutely. We've talked about it. I think they're going to write the ship, so that's fine. So that leaves three: the AL Central, the NL Central are the closest, and then you have the NL East. Let's go ahead and start with both Centrals real quick. Uh, the current leaders in the clubhouse: Cleveland in the AL over Minnesota and Chicago. And then, of course, in the NL Central, it's St. Louis over Milwaukee. Who are your winners and why? Real quick, Parker. Okay, AL Central, I picked the White Sox. They're still letting me down. They they got blown out today. Mm -hmm. The team that no one really talks about, the Twins, I think they're going to win it. That's who I picked. That's who I I, think. I know you did. Yeah. (laughs) Minnesota, right now, they have too many names that uh, Cleveland doesn't have. I know yeah. Cle- Cleveland's been out kicking their coverage a little bit this year. They can pitch, but offensively, I don't believe in them. Yeah, I don't believe in them either. I think I think the Twins end up pulling it out. It's a one-game uh, difference between those two right now, and I think Minnesota overtakes them and 
takes it all the way. Uh, Minnesota ends up by default. No, and they get bounced in the first round. Let's not oh, lie yeah. to ourselves. But, Especially if they face the Yankees. Right. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a done deal. I think Minnesota takes that. Uh, going to the NL Central, I think the Cardinals run away with this Yeah, thing. I think it's Cardinals. I I still think it's going to be more competitive than you think, but I do think the Cardinals, are they got this. I think they started, they started to go. They're going to keep going. It's the Cardinals all day. They're going to take it and run with it. Now, let's go ahead and get with the NL East. Now, I'm going to sit here and say the Phillies aren't out of it, but they're out of it. Yeah. Uh, they're at 10 and a half back. They they do have an easy schedule down the stretch. They play a lot against, they got three against the Mets this weekend at home. If they could take three of four, uh, that gives me a little bit more positivity. Plus, you're getting Bryce back for the home stretch in September when you're playing a lot of bad right. teams. We also have to play you guys in Atlanta and in Philly. So we have two series left with you guys, and that's after Bryce Harper comes back. So, you know, I'm really feeling like the Phillies could make a charge, but I really feel like they're wild card. It's down between the Mets and the Braves. I definitely think the Phillies, they're definitely going to compete. They're definitely in it. They're playing good ball right now. Honestly, the three teams are playing better than New York and Atlanta. Well, not Atlanta, but, like, especially here recently. But, right. like, over since the All-Star break, yeah. Philly's definitely been the better of the three teams. The problem, okay, use the example of you guys play the Mets for four. If you win three or four, you gain two games in division. You're still eight and a half back. No, I get that. I get that for sure. But it would give a confidence. Oh, that absolutely. It definitely gives you confidence, but we're starting to run out of games. Well, they were 15 back. And, like, and the and the Mets and the Braves were the hottest teams in the sport with the Phillies. And that was the problem. Yeah. Is the Phillies got hot, but y'all got hot too. Right. I know we always make the joke Mets are going to Met. I don't think they're going to Met this year. I don't think they're going to collapse, and that's what you need to happen. Right. I'm... I'm I think it's Braves and, and Mets. Yep. And especially if they win tonight against DeGrom, like Braves are really pushing hard. Mm. And I think they could take it. They still play I think they play the Mets like like seven times. Yeah. So they have plenty of opportunities face to face to get them, especially and all seven of those games after this series, Braves are at home, yep. which is huge. Huge. So I definitely come down to the wire. That's definitely the division to watch. Absolutely. That's going to be the division to watch. Both centrals, it doesn't matter who wins, they're getting bounced. The <laughs> yeah. NL East is one that actually matters and keeps going. Uh, so definitely something to watch about uh, throughout the the rest of the, the dog days of summer yeah. and into the fall season. All right. Well, when we return, we're getting back to an old segment, the great betting for the The pink pink slips bring your pink slip i'll put my pink slip against yours we're gonna race figure out who's the over and under all afc teams when we return welcome back to the sports gps we're getting to fall the pink slips all the pink slips in the afc given our over unders we're gonna start out west with the broncos over under Nine and a half wins. I'm going to take the over here. I think Russell Wilson, they've got a weaker schedule because they were the, the worst of the division. they got a weaker schedule with Russell Wilson. We already talked about that great secondary earlier. I think they uh, take a leap. I think they go 10-7. and seven. It's just over, but right. it's 10-7. and seven, Still over. And I take the over, Parker. I got the under begrudgingly. I wanted to go over because of Russell Wilson. And like we said, their secondary is really good. But I don't know, something I just... I think they're going to only win nine games. Yeah, it's a tough division, so it's I can close. understand that under for sure. Speaking of tough division, the Chiefs are right now at ten and a half. Do we think Patrick Mahomes does that much without Tyreek Hill? I think not. I'm yeah, taking the under. I'm with you. Tyreek Hill's out. I mean, I know Travis Kelsey is probably going to have a field day, but 
They're also going to double team him every time. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, the Chiefs are going to be good, but give me under 10 and a half. Yeah, Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't scare me as much as Tariq nah, Hill. He so double in Travis Kelsey. I think it's a down year for Kelsey. Leads to an under for the Kansas City Chiefs. I think a 9 and 8 range for them myself. Uh, let's go to the Chargers of Los Angeles. I The line is right now at 10. Parker, what do you got? I got the over. We're Herbert guys. I think they're going to win 12 games this year. I like the Chargers a lot, so give me the over. I'm taking the over, but I'm not as bullish as uh, you are. I'm taking them at 11 and 6, but it's still over 10, so I'm taking the over. Uh, Raiders at 8.5. What do we got? I like Derek Carr. I do. I know not everyone does, but give me over eight and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the over as well. I think they're another eleven and seven or eleven and six team. Excuse me. Uh, they're you know duking it out with the Chargers here for the win of the division. Uh, with the add the adding of Devonta Adams really does it for me and puts him over the top. Derek Carr has always been great, so it's all about his weapons. I think they got him the weapons he needed. Yeah, and uh, they're definitely over eight and a half for now. Let's go ahead and shift to the north. We got the Ravens. Browns, Bengals, Steelers. Let's start with Baltimore. Ten and a half. Parker, who you got? I have the under, and I don't feel great about it because, like we mentioned, they have a great secondary, but I just I don't believe in the offense. Okay. So I think they're going to win 10 games, but I have the under. All right. Well, I'm taking the over. Here's the reason why. Lamar Jackson comes back. Rejuvenated run attack. Remember, they were on their like fifth, yeah, sixth running back last yeah. year, and they're a run-first offense, especially with Lamar. I think he ends up uh, getting back closer to his MVP self. Not MVP level, to be clear, but he gets closer. That gives them 11 wins. I take the over here. Let's go to Cleveland. The Browns, their line is 8.5. I'm taking the under I don't believe uh, that uh, Deshaun Watson is going to play out the jump I think the six game suspension actually really hurts them did you not see that I think it's an 11 games it's 11 now. games now okay yeah. well so even worse I yeah. thought it was at six when I made the under now I'm definitely <laughs> liking the under yeah. at the fact that uh, Deshaun Watson is not going to play Jacoby Brissett fine quarterback he doesn't yeah. instill fear in me I don't believe in him that much I've got them at seven and ten which is under eight and a half I'm taking the under I'm taking the under as well. I love like I love Jacoby Brissett. He used to be the back of Indianapolis, but he's not Deshaun Watson. He's not better than Baker Mayfield, who's not there anymore. So I just think the offense is going to struggle. They run first, and that means they're just going to play in the box. They're not going to be able to run as bullishly as they could. So give me the under. Absolutely. Let's go to Cincinnati, the AFC. Uh, you know, loser championship of the AFC, the loser of the Super right. Bowl. Uh, nine and a half. I'm taking the over. I think nine and a half is almost disrespectful. Uh, I, I have bet. them. I have them as an eleven-win team, very much like the Ravens. Uh, I could even see them going to twelve. I think they win the division. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so nine and a half doesn't do it for me. Parker, you're taking the over as well. Absolutely, I think they're going to win the division. I think that they're definitely a twelve-win team, in my opinion. I don't think they're going to have any kind of hangover getting to the Super Bowl. I think Joe Burrow is only scratching the surface of what he's going to be. So give me the over for the Bengals. Absolutely. Finally, the Steelers bringing up the rear. Seven and a half is the line, and I'm taking the under. I just don't believe in the quarterback play. Yeah. I don't believe in this entire team structure. I think this is going to be a rough year for the Steelers, but grudgingly, as we both have used that word now to your mother yeah. and my wife <laughs> yeah. and a lot of my friends who listen, uh, the Steelers, I have them as a 6-11 and team. I'm so sorry, Steeler Nation, uh, but it's the under at 7.5 for me. 
You have the under as well. Do you believe in Mitchell Trubisky? And, uh, no. Yeah, that's kind of the end. But, but it's not even the quarterback position. As a roster, they're just not deep at in the trenches. Well, defensive line, they're good. But yeah. the offensive line is like, who? Yeah. So I think they're going to have their, their problems. I think Kenny Pickett, by the end of the season, is probably going to get out there, even though he should carry clipboard all year because Trubisky's probably not going to do what he should do. But so give me the under. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the AFC South, the division with your Colts. Let's talk about them first. Nine and a half is the line. I'm taking the over. I just believe that Matt Ryan and uh, the rest of this offense with Pittman, uh, you have the best running back in the game, arguably, in Jonathan Mm -hmm. Taylor. They have enough offense. I think the defense puts a regression back to the mean or a progression back to the mean as they were a little bit worse for wear last year. I think they get better, and I think they're over. I have them as an 11-win team, which is over nine and a half. I definitely have the over. I know it's my team, so I'm a little biased, but Matt Ryan's definitely an upgrade at the quarterback position. I believe in the offensive line. They have the best running back in football. I know the receiver receiving core is a little eh, but Michael Pittman, love him. I like the, our rookie Alec Pierce. Defensive line is probably the strength of this team. Secondary's gotten better with Stephon Gilmore. I like. I know Darius Leonard. I'm a little worried about him maybe not being ready for week one, but I think as a whole that this team is just cohesive. Love Frank Wright, the head coach, so give me the over for sure. All right, let's go with the defending division winner, the Tennessee Titans. The line is 9.5. I'm taking the under. I don't believe in uh, the wide receiver team, considering the fact they gave up on A.J. Brown and gave him to my Eagles. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> you draft a rookie to replace him. I don't think it's going to end up well, as Burks, even though a lot of people like him i just don't believe in it uh and derrick henry can only carry you so much yeah i think this is a nine win team which is under nine and a half i'm taking the under i'm taking the over slightly i think they're a 10 win team ryan Tannehill, he is what he is if he doesn't i like their rookie at quarterback malik willis mm-hmm. so i mean derrick henry's that good but you're right, he probably can't carry him, but so far, especially if he gets hurt again, but I'm going to take the over slightly. All right, fair enough. Let's go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that always seems to underproduce. I'm going to take <laughs> them as the over this year, and I think Woo! the difference is Doug Peterson as yeah. their head coach. All right. I think he is going to do a great job with Trevor Lawrence, make him the player that everybody thought he was going to be coming out of Clemson. I think they have a great running back duo in uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne. And so I think the char- or, sorry, the Ch- Jaguars take a hmm. step forward and uh, become a 7-8 eight, uh, win team, which is over their line at 6.5. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the under just because it's the Jaguars. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, think, I think Doug Peterson is going to help Trevor Lawrence a lot. It's definitely better than Urban Meyer. I think the running back duo with Robinson and Antiani is really good, but they've had some injury problems. So give me the under because it's Jacksonville, and I'm a little still sour that they beat my Colts that allowed them not to make the playoffs last year. Fair enough. Uh, the final team, the you know the basement dwellers known as the Houston <laughs> yeah. Texans, their line is four and a half. I'm taking the under. This could be nasty. Yeah. This team and another team uh, for a. Uh, you know, we're going to talk about next time that I'm on, uh, the Seahawks are going to bring up the bottom end of the (laughs) NFL here, uh, because they have no quarterback play, even though I kind of like David Mills. I just don't think he's enough. The Texans at four and a half, I'm taking the under, I think they're a three and three win team this year. Totally agree. I have the under as well. 
two, three wins, I would not be surprised. They're that bad. Yeah, it's not good. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up. The last division of the AFC, the East. Uh, we're going to start with the New England Patriots. The line is eight and a half. I am taking the under. I just really do not believe in the Patriots. I do not believe in Bill Belichick. It has been proven that Tom Brady made Bill more than Bill made Tom Brady. Yeah, yeah. The Patriots are hurting. They're scuffling. I'm sorry, Baker, but I'm taking yeah. the under. The <laughs> Patriots are a 7-8 win team. I They're just not great, so I'm taking the under here. Yeah, Baker, you know we're bros, but I'm going with the under as well. I just do not believe in this team. Bill Belichick, one thing he's proven over his career, he's not great at drafting players, and it just hasn't worked without Brady. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, let's go to Miami, the opposite end of the spectrum here. Uh, the Dolphins are 8.5 as well with the line. I'm definitely taking the over. I mean, you add the position players. Waddle, I think, regresses because Tyreek Hill takes most of his volume share. Yeah. There's my fantasy football preview. Waddle is getting <laughs> overdrafted, by the way. Uh, but I think Tua takes a leap, and I don't think it's a big leap. I don't think it's an extraordinary leap, but I definitely see 9-10 wins out of this Miami team. Uh, the only team that really scares you in the division is the Bills. So I think they take four of the division games. They lose both to the Bills, but they beat the Pats and they beat the Jets both times. Leads to an, a nine or ten win season. Give me the over at the uh, eight and a half line. I take the over as well. I think this this is the year two and needs to show me something. And you get Tyreek Hill. I think he can. I just believe in this team. I like their secondary, so give me the over for Miami. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and go to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> uh, this New York team, uh, we say the Mets met. The Jets are probably going to jet this year. <laughs> yeah. But their line at 5.5 leads me to think that they're going to be over that. I don't think it's much over. They're a 6-7 win team, 6-11, and 10-7, somewhere in there. I like Zach Wilson. I like what they've done with the O-line. Mekhi Becton is an anchor at left tackle as long as he's healthy by the start of the season i think the jets could be good there they're going to shock some teams i don't think they're going to win a lot they're going to scare a couple and uh they're going to win a couple randomly but i take them as a six seven win team i think the line is too low i don't believe in the jets to win a lot but i think the line's too low i'm taking the over i'm probably wrong here i'm taking the under i just maybe it's the the history of the jets Mm -hmm. I don't fully believe in Zach Wilson at quarterback. Whenever he's healthy, I know he's out right now. Mekhi Becton, like, is he going to be ready for week one? I don't know. So give me give me under five and a half. All right, Len, we wrap it up in the east with the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons better. Their line is 11 and a half. I'm taking the over. I believe in Josh Allen. I believe in the four touchdown performance of Gabriel Davis. I believe in <laughs> Stephon Diggs, and I believe in that defense uh, anchored by their corner and their great line play. I'm going to take the over. I think they're a 12 to 13 win team, and I actually think they have the best record in the AFC. That is my prediction this year because they have a pretty cake division and mm-hmm. the west is just going to beat up on each other give me the bills over at 11 and a half i definitely have the over two two words josh allen i know my buddy jeremy predko he's a bills fan he hates that they're getting all this pub and attention and 
known as the best team in the AFC. He hates all that attention, but I think it's well-deserved. They're, they're definitely the best in the AFC, especially the AFC. Just give me the over. Absolutely, and no coin toss in the regular season that they're going to have to contend <laughs> yeah. with most likely. Yeah. So that's definitely a good thing. All right, well, I have overs for the Broncos, Chargers, Raiders, Ravens, Bengals, Colts, Jags, Dolphins, Jets, Bills, uh, all the rest of mine are unders. Parker, you have the over for Chargers, Raiders, Bengals, Colts, Titans, Dolphins, and Bills. So we yes, we differ a decent amount on the Jets, on the Jags, on the Ravens, and on the Broncos are where we differ. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up. 16 episode number 16 of season three i do want to go ahead i teased it a little earlier we're going to talk about it now parker and i are going to get a little bit more involved in ColorCast. so yeah. if you are on the apple platform download the ColorCast app um find us the handle for myself is the sports gps cj uh parker i don't remember is your handle uh i think yours is spuds white I, I, but I think I change it to the sports GPS. I think I'm two. I'm going to change it again. So it's my name. Right. If, but, if, uh, the, if, yeah. the, if the, if the, it might not be able to give it to you, but yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out. Look for the sports GPS there as our handles. We're going to do a segment called sports in the rear view mirror. Keeping with the car theme. Yeah. Everybody. Uh, we're going to do that. And it's going to be a weekend review in sports Monday gonna, nights. Yeah. Monday nights. Uh, most Monday nights, definitely check us out there. Uh, come in and we're going to put people on the hot seat. We're going to do review of the sports week in a half an hour. We're going to give a half an hour for the hot seat. So you can come in, listen to us and then drop in for a couple of minutes, ask us questions, see how we're feeling, you know, make your comments, make your points. Uh, so come on and join us yeah. on the ColorCast app. Unfortunately, if you're on Android or any other devices other than Apple, it's not available to you yet. But uh, it's in the you, works. It, it is in the works. I don't know how long, but it is in the works. Yeah. I have been told it's in the work by producers. Uh, so please, if you have the Apple platform, join us in uh, the ColorCast app Monday nights. Come on into the hot seat and uh, you know try to grill us, the sports GPS, yeah. uh, from it there. We're definitely going to keep you updated on the time that we do it on Monday nights. Check us out at the Sports GPS on Twitter, Instagram. Tic- well, we don't really do TikTok that much, but yeah. we do have an account. But definitely Twitter and Instagram. We're going to post on there letting you know exactly when we are, like, the day and the time that we're doing it. Yeah, and absolutely. Follow us on the ColorCast app, and when we go live, it will send you a notification yes. if you have notifications on as well. All right, well, like I said before, that's going to wrap up Episode 16 for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.